There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. It is Monday again on the podcast, and we certainly are thankful for each of you that listen each and every week, some of you each and every day. And I know summer vacation is upon us, and folks are traveling, and folks are out of town, and so our listenership has dropped just a little bit. I know that mothers are not doing homeschool right now, so some chapel services have diminished the numbers, but I'm thankful for all of you that do tune in. Uh, We're going to be back in Psalm 69, trying to finish up today, make several comments about Psalm 69. But in the meantime, just have a couple of announcements before we begin the podcast. We thank the Lord for the good weekend we had at the Monalto Bible Baptist Church. Uh, Brother Dale Morey, Brother Ronnie Skolton both preached. We were in attendance. We thank the Lord for the folks there. And then next weekend on Sunday, we'll be preaching at Mon Alto Baba Baptist Church. And they've run the pavilion at the park. We do outdoor ministry, public ministry. And so we certainly thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for the opportunity we'll have then to preach. And they'll have two straight weeks of outdoor services, not only as a form of outreach, but a form of public testimony in the community. And then uh, following that, we'll begin family camp, and that's in uh, near Catanning, Pennsylvania, uh, but just south of Punxsutawney. And so we thank the Lord. Looking forward to family camp with R.G. Rose and I will both be speaking uh, one morning and one evening, probably alternating on that. Uh, but we ask the Lord to help us in that. So would you pray for the family camp coming up? And then not long after or during family camp, we'll begin our King James Bible Conference. We're going to have 15 days, that's three solid weeks, of King James Bible Conference online. That's with Pastor John Asquith, the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church. He preached that in April in Blaine, Pennsylvania. And uh, we've gone through those messages and tried to edit and clean them up a little bit. And not the language, of course, but just to clean up uh, coughing and sneezing and long pauses and frogs in the background and birds chirping, things like that. Uh, It's as native as you can get. Amen. (laughs) And so we certainly are looking forward to the King James Conference. And then, of course, as we're able to record on the road, both at Family Camp and then up again in the state of Maine, uh, we'll also then begin to introduce some more podcasts. So we're looking forward to that. We'll let you know when King James Conference will be. But we thank the Lord for that upcoming. I'm, I myself am looking forward to listening to the podcast. I normally try not to listen to myself, but we have guest preachers. I do try to listen to them. And we have guest preacher doing the King James Bible Conference. I certainly plan on listening to that. And now that'll help our numbers go up. I don't think we're going to get any advertisers through that. Uh, but my one listen a day will certainly add to our numbers. It may double some days. If we have one listener, I'll be the second one. So we thank the Lord for that. The Word of God in Psalm 69, and verse 15, Let not the water flood overflow me, and neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Now, there's a great statement there, and he speaks of the pit, and he speaks of the mouth of the pit. And so there's a lot of uh, discussion I've heard over the years about the pit and understanding about the pit. And I just want to go through some scripture quickly and try to discern some things from the pit. 
And I'm going to start in Revelation 9 because I believe that's one of the places uh, that it really gives us understanding about that. And he opened the bottomless pit. That's Revelation 9, verse 2. He opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun, and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Now, a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, because of the Hebrew words, as well as men just grasping, I think it's straws on this, is the pit is always the grave. But we see this is not the grave here. Uh, this is a smoking pit. This is a great furnace. This is a pit that is on fire. This is in the heart of the earth. And we know this is in the earth. And so there's more about this pit. I do believe there are places the pit is probably the grave in the word of God. We may look at a couple of them, but certainly the pit in this case is hell. And so he's speaking here of hell. And I believe that's why the psalmist asked the Lord to let not the pit be closed upon him because it would be damnation to him. And so therefore, again, David is prophesying. He is speaking as Jesus Christ. And the pit was open. Jesus Christ was delivered. His soul was not left in hell, according to Psalm 16, Acts chapter 2. He crossed that great gulf, went into Abraham's bosom, where the thief, he told the thief on the cross, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. But I believe he went into the pit long enough to be judged for sin, long enough to offer his soul for sin, and then to get the keys of death and of hell. And that's doctrinal truth that the Word of God shows us. And men contend with that because they're afraid to believe the Bible. They can contend with that because they're afraid to have a God that's big enough that he's not kept in the pit. And his soul is delivered from the pit. He's a God that was delivered from hell. My God is big enough that he, his faith delivered him from the very damnation of hell. In Jeremiah 48, 44, the word of God tells us this about a pit. He that fleeth from the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that getteth up out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For I will bring upon it, even upon Moab, the year of the visitation, saith the Lord. Now he's talking about prophetically here. And he says, they that shall fall into the pit, he that getteth up out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. And so we see men in this case, delivered from the pit. And I believe this is prophetic. I believe this is more typology than it is a doctrinal statement because Isaiah talked about that fleeth in the noise and the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that come up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. And again, so we see that two different times. He that come out of the pit shall be taken in the snare. And uh, that's the word of God, two different places, speaking of that fear and they fall into the pit. Ezekiel talks about those that descend into the pit. That's Ezekiel 26 and 20. With the people of old time, and shall set thee in the low parts of the earth, in places desolate of old, with them that go down to the pit, that thou be not inhabited. And I shall set glory in the land of the living. And so he tells us the pit, there's no glory, it's desolate. It's a barren place. Why? There's smoke, there's torment, there's weeping, there's gnashing of teeth. But the land of the living is a whole different place. The land of the living is what uh, David prophesied concerning Jesus Christ. And concerning Jesus Christ, he spake of the pit. And when he spake of the pit, he said it on this wise, Return to thy rest, O my soul. That's Psalm 116, verse 7. For the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Ezekiel said, and I shall set glory in the land of the living. And so we see Jesus Christ mentioned there in Ezekiel. 
goes down to the pit where it's desolate, but he walks in the land of the living. Why? That's the faith of Jesus Christ. That is Psalm 116. Why are his feet falling? He's in the bottomless pit that Revelation spake of. And that's just a doctrinal truth. That is the pit, I believe, we see here that the psalmist speaks about. I believe that in Psalm 88.6, thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, and then he said this, in the deeps. So two different places now in the Psalms, we see the pit and the deep talked about. For our text here said, let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. We spent a couple of weeks ago in the podcast of deep calleth unto deep. What is that? If thou wilt make my, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. And that's David singing. That's David prophesying. If he makes his bed in hell, deep calleth unto deep. Jesus Christ in hell believed God. God delivered him from hell. It was his own faith that delivered him. And then the apostle Paul told us, we having the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore have I spoken. That is Jesus Christ. That is the pit of which we're speaking of. That is the soul of Jesus Christ. Psalm 143 and verse 7 says, Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Job 33.30 is a doctrinal statement to bring back his soul from the pit to be enlightened with the light of the living. So three different places now we see the pit and the light of the living, the land of the living, separated. Here we see the removal of his soul from the pit to bring back his soul from the pit to be enlightened with the light of the living. What's the light of the living? It's Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. That thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. Psalm 94 and verse 13. Psalm 28, we talked about this in the podcast several months ago. Verse 1, a psalm of David. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest that thou be silent to me. I become like them that go down into the pit. So we see the pit. We see the understanding of the pit. We see his soul in the pit. That's why the psalmist in Psalm 42 said, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay. We talked about that mire. It said, my feet upon a rock, he established my goings. And so the word of God very clearly tells us this. We saw an angel in Revelation 21. He came down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain. They say, why does he have the key of the bottomless pit? Because Jesus Christ himself went and got the key to the bottomless pit. Ezekiel 28, verse 8, they shall bring thee down to the pit. And thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Now, that's prophetic in two things. We see that man of sin in that passage in Ezekiel 28, and he's going to be taken down to the pit. Why? Because of the lifting up of his pride. He is puffed up with pride. And so he is going to be sent down to the pit. He's going to be judged with eternal damnation, everlasting judgment. And by the word of God, then, said he'll die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. What do we see in Revelation? We saw the dead, great and small, stand before God. Why? Because even the sea gave up her dead. And they're going to be judged according to their sins in that passage. And they're going to be judged as sinners. And so the grave and the sea are both going to give up their dead. And so, again, we see prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. And the fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth, Isaiah 24 and 17. The heathen are sunk down in the pit, Psalm 9 and 15. 
Psalm 55, 23, but thou will God shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. And so again, I don't see where men can contend anything else about the pit other than what it's saying about the pit. And as the psalmist prophesies here, let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. We see the soul of Jesus Christ made an offering for sin. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, and hide not thy face from thy servant. We spoke of that often on the podcast. One of those great identifiers of Messianic Psalms is we see the face of God, and we see the psalmist pleading that God's face would shine, that God's face would be revealed, or God's face would not be hidden. And he said again here, hide not thy face from thy servant. Who's a servant? Jesus Christ was made a servant for us. For I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. And so again, we see a messianic psalm. We see Jesus Christ. We see the faith of Jesus Christ. He said, draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of mine enemies. When is the soul of Jesus Christ redeemed? And again, it's one of those doctrinal things you have to ask. You have to look at it. You have to understand doctrinally the position of Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, and the working of God concerning Jesus Christ. And I just happen to believe God. I just happen to believe the word of God. I'm just ignorant enough because it's great without without controversy. 1 Timothy 3, 16, I believe that is. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. That's a promise of God in Hebrews 1 and 4. The Word of God told us in the book of Hebrews, and again in chapter 1, verse 4, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Who has? Jesus Christ has. And so he says, draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of mine enemies. Verse 19, thou hast known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. Mine adversaries are, are all before thee. Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. And I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. Now, it's interesting. I'm going to stop on that verse there today. We'll look at a couple of verses there, and I'll finish the podcast. But it's interesting. When Jesus Christ himself looked for comfort, he could find no comforter. Job said of his friends, miserable comforters are ye all. He was a man without comfort. Jesus Christ is a man without comfort. The psalmist speaks of him here because he has no comfort, yet he spake unto his disciples, and he said, I will not leave you comfortless. And so what he himself was comfortless, that we might not be comfortless. He himself was comfortless, that you and I might know comfort. He was comfortless, that you and I might know him, that you and I might have comfort, that you and I would be comforted in our in our life and be comforted in this world through the person of Jesus Christ, through the ministry of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, that comforter, has come, and he has reproved the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. He is giving comfort to man. Jesus Christ said, of him I will come to you. Why? That's Jesus Christ. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. If you see him, you've seen the Father. If you see him, you've seen the Comforter. If you see him, you've seen the Son. Why? He's Jesus Christ, God in flesh. And there it is. According to the Scripture, he said, Thou hast known my reproach and my shame, and my dishonor, mine adversaries are all before thee. 
Reproach hath broken my heart. What crushed him more than anything else? The reproach. The reproach to man, but more than that, the reproach to his father. He's made sin for us under the cover of darkness. He's judged by his own father, judged as a sinner is judged. I am full of heaviness, and I looked for some to take pity. There was no man that pitied him. They just wagged their heads at him, said crucify him. They wagged their heads and scoffed at him and mocked at him. They went by saying that others he saved, but he cannot save himself. And they mocked and they scoffed and he bore that reproach. But with his father was even a greater reproach because now he's been made sin. Now he's being judged a sinner. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our savior. That's why we do the Messianic Psalms, that we might see Jesus Christ in this scripture. And for I, and there was none and for comforters, but I found none. Again, he was comfortless that you and I might be comforted. He was made sin that you and I might be found sinless. He was made unrighteous that you and I might receive righteousness. He was made unholy that you and I might be holy. You see, he's the antithesis of everything that we are in Christ because he bore in his body, he bore that shame. He bore that reproach. He bore that judgment. He bore that wrath. His soul was offered in hell that you and I don't have to go to hell. And my God was big enough to go to hell. My God was big enough to suffer judgment. My God was big enough to suffer damnation. And he came out of hell and crossed over that great gulf. And after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, he resurrected according to the scriptures. And he's alive on the right hand of God, interceding for those of believe on his name according to the scriptures. And he is a propitiation for our sins, not for our sins, only for the sins of the whole world according to the scriptures. That's the God that I serve. That's the God of the King James Bible. That's the God of the Messianic Psalms. Again, Psalm 69, we finished in verse 20. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll start again in verse 21. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth nigh. There only was now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home and the saints all with gladness are singing.